Since the dominant media did not fact-check anything President Joe Biden said in his recent vaccination speech, we're going to do that together today. Well, okay, not really, because I happen to think fact-checking is one of the most corrupt and perverse practices of modern media. So instead of fact-checking, why don't you and I just discuss what Joe Biden said, and you can decide whether the things he said were factual. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. couple of quick notes as we get going. First of all, I am not going to discuss every single thing Biden said in that speech. We'd be here a very long time. We're only going to hit the key points he mentioned. Also, a lot of people have reached out and they want me to discuss OSHA and the supposed mandate that Biden is going to put in place that anybody who employs more than 100 workers has to get their workers vaccinated or the workers must test every single week. Unfortunately, the Department of Labor was created in statute back in 1914. There's been a whole lot of issues moving forward. It didn't do anything as far as any sort of enforcement until the 1970s. The point being, it is a jurisdictional rat's nest, very complex, and this presentation would easily double in length if I had dressed OSHA. So I'm going to hold that over for a future presentation. One of Biden's first statements during his speech was this. We have the tools to combat the virus. If we raise our vaccination rate, protect ourselves and others by masking, expanding testing and identifying people who are infected, we can and will turn the tide on COVID-19. Let's just start with the common sense perspective that most of that, perhaps with the exception of vaccine, most of that's been done for the last 19 months and we haven't controlled jack. I've said since day one, when various politicians and public health officials started and media started using the phrase control the pandemic. Okay, so first of all, there is no way for mankind to control a highly contagious virus. The technology, the science does not exist. So anytime you hear the word control in reference to the ongoing pandemic, whether it's used by Biden or anybody else, it's a nonsense concept from the word go. A perfect example of government thinking it can control the actions of a virus is Australia with its countless lockdowns. And its concept seemed to be they were going to keep its, their entire nation locked down until they had zero new daily infections. And of course, that's such an incredibly ignorant, impractical approach. And since from May 21st through September 10th, Australia has seen new daily infections explode to the tune of, are you ready? 62,600%, almost 63,000% since May 21st. Why? Because they stopped doing the ridiculous lockdowns. And I've said, well, since we started the lockdown thing back in, what, April or May here in the United States, that lockdowns only extend the event and put off the inevitable without changing the final outcome at all. The truth of the matter is government cannot stop a virus. The next statement we're going to look at from Biden was, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. <laughs> okay, 
So this is political rhetoric. There's nothing to do with science with that. And I've already done a presentation where using the government's own numbers, I completely eviscerate the claim that this is a pandemic of the vaccinated. And I'll go ahead and put the link to that presentation down in the notes. The next statement of Biden's we're going to look at is this. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. Let's tackle free first, the claim that it's free. Pfizer has made in the first six months of 2021 combined U.S. and European Union sales of the Pfizer vaccine, just the vaccine, nothing else, $35.5 billion. So if the vaccine is free, where did that $35.5 billion come from? Biden has claimed that the vaccine is effective. You notice there was no qualification of that statement. And uh, it's telling because there is a need to qualify that statement if the person is speaking it wants to be honest. When I say qualifying, what I mean is this. Are the vaccines effective at reducing the cases of COVID-19, the disease that is caused in some people by SARS-CoV-2 and can cause them to feel bad, can feel terrible, can have severe symptoms, and eventually they might, in some small percentage of cases, die. Does the vaccine significantly address that, reduce the cases of COVID-19 and the severity thereof? Yes, absolutely, without a doubt, the data demands that conclusion. However, there's another aspect whenever you talk about a vaccine in terms of efficiency, and that is transmission. Does it stop people who are vaccinated from getting the virus or transmitting the virus to somebody else? And in that regard, the SARS-CoV-2 vaccines are pretty darn close to worthless. In other words, in that regard, they're not effective at all. You understand now why if Biden wanted to be honest, he would have qualified effective. The vaccines are safe. Hmm. Okay. I would like to see the long-term studies from people who've been vaccinated after they've been vaccinated for 24 months, 36 months, 60 months, and so on. Joe, President Biden, can you show me those long-term studies? Oh, no, you can't because not a single one exists. So yeah, the claim that they are safe in the absence of any long-term studies is political rhetoric. It is absolutely 100% non-science. And if you can't say what potential consequences might be at 24 months, 36 months, 50 months, 62 months, and so forth, if you cannot say that because these studies do not exist, it is morally reprehensible to call them safe. After that, Biden launched into a bunch of, well, since I took office propaganda statements that were all about making himself sound really great to the audience, but none of the things he talked about in terms of since I took office had anything to do with him taking office. It was just political rhetoric. And then when he was done taking credit for things for which he doesn't deserve the credit, he said this. We cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of the large majority of Americans who have done their part and want to get back to life as normal. The only thing that's preventing people from getting back to normal is government interference in their lives. I live in a county which is overwhelmingly Republican, and I believe, for instance, in 2016, 81% of the voters in the county in which I live voted for Donald Trump. 
Very few people in this community have any interest in getting vaccinated. And life is completely back to normal here. People are not dropping dead. Everyone here is going about their lives as if nothing is going on at all. By the way, I am 100% nonpartisan. So when I share that about the community in which I live being overwhelmingly Republican and life is going on as normal here with little interest in the vaccine, I'm not supporting Republicans or attacking Democrats. I am 100% nonpartisan. I'm simply sharing with you the reality of what's going on here. The next Biden statement was, I'm announcing tonight a new plan to require more Americans to be vaccinated. Let me be clear. When he says require, what he means is the application of force, state violence against those who hold a different opinion and would take a different course of action in their lives than Joe Biden is dictating to them, dictating as in like dictator, the willingness to apply state violence against people who hold a different opinion over something with a national death rate that has not even, over over the entire 19 months duration of this event, has not reached even two-tenths of one percent. We're not even at two-tenths of one percent. And he wants to employ violence of government against people who disagree with him. The next thing Biden said was this. Many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. He's referring to the vaccines. And that is a big old gigantic whopping lie. All of the vaccines currently in use in the United States are still being used under the emergency authorization. They have not been approved, fully approved, any of them, not one. Now, the FDA did, in fact, approve a vaccine. That vaccine is made by Pfizer's partner in Germany, and that vaccine that was approved is not available in the United States. So when Biden is saying, it's approved, go get the shot. Hey, you going to get on a plane and fly to Germany? Because the product that was approved is not available in the United States. Every single one of the various vaccines you can get here in the United States is still under emergency use authorization. He lied his ass off to your face. And to be clear, the FDA's emergency authorization refers to every single one of the vaccines currently available for you to get here in the United States as investigational. They call it an investigational vaccine. Let me share the definition with you of investigational. A searching inquiry for ascertaining facts. What do you think the purpose of experimenting is to ascertain facts. So in this application, when the FDA calls it investigational, it's a synonym for experimental. His next statement was, this is not about freedom or personal choice. Okay, so I'm very, very clear that that is the construct to Joe Biden. Uh, His use is employing state violence against people who disagree with his point of view. In his mind, yeah, there's no freedom or personal choice 
allowed. But I want to be clear about something. If a person does not have the option to say, no, thank you, I do not want an investigational or experimental substance placed in my body, then that person has had their personal liberty taken away, and they do not live in a land of freedom. And I will add that having your livelihood taken from you, again, by threat of state violence, because the government will do violence to companies if they don't fire you and take away your income because you said no thank you to an investigational experimental substance. But I get it. Joe Biden absolutely doesn't care that he's eviscerating the personal liberties and destroying freedom in this country. The next thing Biden said was, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated workers. <laughs> Wait, didn't Biden say that the vaccines are effective? In fact, in another part of the speech, he said this, the world's leading scientists confirm that if you're fully vaccinated, your risk of severe illness from COVID-19 is very low. And that's true. So what then is Biden protecting vaccinated workers from? That they may become infected and they're asymptomatic? In other words, they don't get sick at all, they're just infected? Or is he uh, protecting vaccinated workers from feeling a little ill, not feeling well for three or four or five days? Is that it? The bottom line there is, if you have workers who are vaccinated and you have to protect those vaccinated workers from the unvaccinated workers, your vaccine sucks. The next thing Biden said was this, I've announced we'll be requiring vaccinations that all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Okay, so back to the top, I've announced that we'll be requiring, that's again the threat of state violence, Anyone and everyone who works in a facility who that accepts money from Medicare or Medicaid must get vaccinated because he has that authority. Well, he only has that authority up until he up until someone challenges that in court because the Supreme Court ruled a couple of decades ago that federal purse strings attached to a government program may not be used to coerce people out of their individual rights. And then Biden said. My message to the unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? As a physiologist, I'm all too happy to answer this one. In earlier presentations, I've talked at length about the fact that the mRNA vaccines and likely the, uh, the other forms of SARS-CoV-2 vaccine do not activate the production of memory T cells in the body. And I will put a link in the notes to that presentation. So, Joe, my question is this. Because the mRNA vaccines do not activate the production of memory T cells in the body, which is what gives us our long-term lasting, durable immune protection from any particular pathogen, uh, since the vaccines don't create that, that's not a part of the immunogenic response to the vaccines, then tell me, Joe, how many injections is a person going to have to get? I ask this because the obvious, evident, 
scientific answer is without memory T cells, as long as the virus exists at a prevalence that is considered unsafe, people who are relying on the vaccine for protection are going to have to get vaccinated again and again and again and again and again and again and again every four to six months until the vaccine prevalence drops to a level that's considered safe. So, Joe, what exactly is that level? And it's important to ask that question because viruses never really go away. They simply cease being a public health threat. And that is accomplished by herd immunity, which relies on human production of memory T cells, which the mRNA vaccines and presumably the others don't produce. Do you see the problem here? So, Joe, in terms of what more do you want to see, that's number one. I want to see you answer that question. Number two, Joe, somebody who has prior infection immunity, if they get injected with the vaccine, is there anything about the function of the vaccine upon the body's immune system that diminishes in any way that person's prior infection immunity? Please cite for me, Joe, the research taking place right now to answer that question. Yeah, that's none. Zero. Joe, let's talk about antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE, which seems to be most prevalent in elderly recipients of the vaccine who are at the highest risk from COVID-19 in the first place, and then they seem to be at the highest risk of ADE. Can you please cite for me, Joe, the research taking place right now concerning antibody-dependent enhancement? Yeah, that's none, at least here in the U.S., you may have noted that I did not ask about ongoing research concerning that the vaccines do not activate the production of memory T cells. I didn't ask for that because that research has been done over and over and over and over and over again, and I've read all the studies. If you'd like to learn more about that, go down into the notes and take a look at the link to the presentation I did on the lack of memory T cell production. And leaving aside all of the science, the fact that the vaccines do not activate the production of memory T cells should be clear from the fact that Israel is moving into its fourth round of injections. And if the vaccines were activating the production of memory T cells, you wouldn't need anything more than one, maybe two. And here in the United States, we're ramping up to three. Israel's already into four. And without memory T cells, there's no reason to imagine it won't eventually be five and six and seven because memory T cells is what gives us that durable protection. And that's missing from the vaccines. And perhaps the most pompous and pretentious statement in the entire speech was, we've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Okay, Joe. So my patience is wearing thin why your administration has not answered any of the questions I just posed. So here's what I have to say to you, Joe. Why don't you do your fucking job before you get pissy with anybody else? I've long said that sometimes it's far more important to look at what somebody didn't say rather than what they did say. And there was a gigantically significant omission from Biden's speech. That deals with prior infection immunity. What we know about prior infection immunity is that it is dramatically better than any kind of protection that comes from the vaccine. The very best number ever given was that prior infection immunity reduces your odds of reinfection to eight one thousandths of one percent. That was the best estimate ever given based on research. The worst estimate ever given was that your odds of reinfection 
when you have prior infection immunity is one-tenth of one percent. So even the absolute worst estimate is still exponentially better than anything that comes from the vaccine. And about two weeks ago, in the largest study of its kind, and it came from Israel, they showed that the protection from infection based on prior infection immunity is 13 times better than what you get from the vaccine. In order to understand what a egregious omission prior infection immunity was from Biden's speech, we need to know how many people in the United States have prior infection immunity. If we use the CDC's factor that for every one identified infection, there are four unidentified infections, then as of the day before Biden made his speech, there were 204,500,000 Americans, 61% of the U.S. population with prior infection immunity. So Biden just omitted talking about 61% of the U.S. population. And the really important thing about this is because the chance of reinfection in people with prior infection immunity is essentially zero, statistically speaking, the people who have prior infection immunity, they are off the SARS-CoV-2 playing field. They are no longer participants in the pandemic. Wouldn't you want to come out and say that when you're speaking to the nation? Look, we've got 61% of our population that is off the pandemic playing field. They are no longer in this game. They're done. They're out. Wouldn't you want to say to the 204,500,000 Americans with prior infection immunity, wouldn't you want to say, look, if you know you've had the virus in you, you were infected at some time, or you know because you had COVID-19, or you tested positive, don't go get vaccinated because your protection is exponentially greater than anything that could be had from the vaccine. And if you believe you were infected, but you're not absolutely certain, there is now a low-cost SARS-CoV-2 specific memory T-cell test. You can run out and get that. If you come up positive, don't go get vaccinated because you have protection. You're part of that 204,500,000 who have protection that is exponentially better than anything offered by the vaccines. By the way, I did take the newly available, new, it's not newly available, newly available at a reasonable cost, SARS-CoV-2 specific memory T-cell test. I'll put a link down below in the notes about the presentation I did on that. So why didn't Biden say any of those things that I talked about with you here today? Well, because it's not about health. Biden's speech was not about health. It's about promoting business. Biden has now joined Fauci and Walensky in being taxpayer-funded mouthpieces for Big Pharma, which, in my opinion, is incredibly reprehensible in any senior executive branch official of the United States government, but most especially the president. If you've enjoyed this sort of fact, data, and evidence analysis, I want to encourage you to go to drreality.news. Pick yourself up a copy of Body Science or Income Tax Shattering the Myths. They will be, you have my word on this, they will be, one or the other or both, the most fascinating books you have ever read. And by going to the website and picking up a copy of something that's going to benefit you, you also help me be here for you. Thanks.